Welcome to the Girl Power Alliance podcast, where you're going to meet and hear from some inspiring women with incredible stories who are leading in business and in faith. We are on a mission to impact the world by empowering women to dream bigger through kingdom-minded mentoring and leadership. This is where women grow. Welcome back to another episode of the Girl Power Alliance podcast. It is, I've been looking forward all week to this recording. I'm so excited. I met this incredible woman over social media. I don't even remember actually how, like maybe a group or something, but God's just bringing amazing women into my circle here. And I can't wait for you to meet her. Let me tell you a little bit about Briah. She is an imperfect believer, by the way, who isn't? (laughs) She, She loves Jesus. She has been called to love, help, encourage, and teach others. She has a Bachelor of Arts degree in sociology with a minor in psychology from St. John Fisher College with a Master's of Science degree in School of Counseling from Roberts Westland. Did I say it right? Yes, you did, girl. Okay, (laughs) Robert Westland College. She is currently studying educational leadership at... Canisys College. Gee, Lord, girl, you just learn, learn. I love that about her. Oh, Wait till you hear her. You. Oh, um, I'm sorry. To pursue uh, administration in the field of education. She has been blessed to be a New York State certified school counselor, speaker, writer, blogger, blogger, worship leader, life coach, business and brand strategist, and business owner. And in addition, she is the CEO of Briar Potter Ministries, founder of Space of Grace Podcast. COO of BTP for Christ, the Princess Party worship leader at the Father's House Church and Voices of Victory Gossip Choir. Goodness sakes. And whatever else God decides to put along her path and to bring glory to himself. Most importantly, she aligns her desires with God, hoping that throughout her daily ministry that people know the love of God. She's born and raised in Rochester, New York. Bri is the oldest of three children by her biological parents, blessed to be brought up in a home that had God at the center. She learned early that nothing could prosper without him. Most of all, uh, it is where she learned how to be a better person who strives to love God, uh, to love others as God loves. Ooh, that is not, could not be more poignant than today. Today, Bri continues to utilize her God-given gifts to help spread the love of God throughout the world in order for the lost to be saved and the found to be strengthened. Welcome, Briah Potter. Oh my goodness. I'm so honored. Thank you so much, Michelle, for that beautiful intro. Um, I really want people to know, though, before we even get into anything, that my heart and my call on this earth is to just love people. And I've been blessed by the Lord to do that in many ways. So I'm just a normal person, guys who God found worthy to do these things. I'm not worthy, but the Lord deemed his children worthy. So I'm just grateful to be able to be a vessel that just says yes to Jesus. Is it always easy? No, that's why I love to put in there imperfect believer. That is who I am first. I'm imperfect. I get things wrong. I don't always get it right, but my heart is, I don't want to even say like, I I pray, how about that? To have a heart like David. Because David was a mighty man of God, but he caught it wrong in so many ways. But God still had grace and love for him. And so that's my continuous prayer. So that's really who I am, guys. I am perfect, um, but I really have a heart for God and his people. And I know that I'm called on earth for some things and to shake up his kingdom. And I have said yes to that. 
Okay. So I just have to say this. I read that incredible bio where you've already accomplished so much. Tell everybody how old you are. Oh gosh. Okay, guys. So I'm 25 years old. It's <laughs> <laughs> a baby. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm just, I'm, it, once again, it's nothing to do with me. If I were, I, if I'm going to boast, it's going to be in Jesus. So I boast that at this age, the Lord has allowed me to, I don't want to say accomplish, but allowed me to have my hand in things that are actually going to bring change and matter. Well, you have, and you have accomplished those things. You know, here's the thing. I think a lot of times, like we feel almost guilty to say thank you to the things that we've accomplished because we feel like it's boasting, but you know what? God made you exactly like you are. He gave you all these strengths and talents and gifts and desires. And yeah. so be proud in that because you're, all you're doing is glorifying his work that he has done already in you and who he created you to be. So Amen. take that in and receive that. Because, I receive it, sister. I receive it. <laughs> I mean, but like that was a lot of stuff in your 25. And I know you're just getting, like, you're just getting started. You yeah. have such passion. You have such drive. Um, share with, share with everybody that's listening a little bit about your story beyond just your bio, because when we spoke the first time, I was just so moved by just your transparency and, and kind of your, you, you sharing that. I think so many people can relate to your story. Yes. So I would love to share and, and be vulnerable with you guys and our listeners. So, you know, I grew up in Rochester, New York, still here with my family. Uh, as uh, Michelle mentioned, I am the oldest of three. Uh, my younger sister, younger brother, I was born a family of faith. So we always believed in the Lord. But just because I believed in the Lord did not mean that I actually understood what his love meant. And so it was very a very rocky journey since elementary school up until college really trying to figure out what does it mean to be a child of God? What does his love mean? Because I'll be honest with you guys, I did not know. I didn't understand it because I didn't understand my worth. So if I understood God, understood his love, then I would understand my worth, my purpose. Or let's just say my worth, I am just starting to fully walk out. Uh, I had a lot of rejection from man, but as a believer, you're gonna be rejected by the world. But I, that really broke me inside. It really did. Um, being rejected by a lot of people, people that I wanted to be friends with or be in relationships with romantically, I just felt like a lot of rejection from man. And that really put a damper on my self-confidence, um, my view of myself. Uh, and, and, and so as a result of that, I really kind of just grew to be a person who loved to please people. And it became a stronghold. The enemy used that stronghold up until like now. Let's just say that. Like the enemy still tries to attack me in that. But the past two years, God has just shaken me up to where I can't deny my worth. I can't deny it. I cannot deny my purpose. I know who I am. I know whose I am and who I am. And I didn't always. And so that was a challenge throughout my youth and my young adulthood. And so I would say about my sophomore year in college is where God really started to draw me closer. Now, God was always trying to draw me closer, but I became the one to listen. I started listening. And I always told God, I said, God, I will live for you when I'm ready. So there's things that I was holding on to, like partying in college and, and that aspect. I wanted to hold on to it. The secular music, not saying secular music is bad, guys. It's just like with any believer in the word of God, it says there's certain foods that we can eat and some that we can't depending on a person. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it's just, I've always have a, had a heavy conviction for secular music, though I would preach, you know, to people that you follow your convictions. It's not a sin to listen to secular music, but I just give you that example of, I was just so into the world. I love the things of the world that 
I knew God was real. I knew Jesus was real. I believed in both, in the Holy Spirit, the Trinity, but I did not walk out my belief. And God said, be a doer of a word, not just a hearer only. And so I heard his word. I believed in it. I wasn't carrying it out. I wasn't doing it. And so my sophomore year in college was where I really wanted to change. I wanted to change. I wanted to have a relationship with God. And so I started. I just started giving him my time. At the end of the day, guys, we should not make it overly spiritual. It's the half is not meant to be. God just wants authentic, authentic. He wants you to be authentic with him. He wants to build a relationship with you. So when you think of building a relationship with someone, you're talking, you want to talk with them, you get to know them, you're hanging out with them, having fun with them. God wants the same thing. And so I began to do the same thing. I would just hang out with him. I would talk with him, which is praying, telling God my heart, sharing my heart and laying at his feet and saying, God, you make a way. God, I trust in you. I didn't feel like I trusted in him in different moments. We all have our time where it's tough to trust in God and his promises and have hope. But in those moments when I was just able to really give him my heart, he gave me the encouragement that I needed to believe. And so I got, I would say I really got saved then when I gave my life over to him, uh, my sophomore year of college. Uh, and ever since then, it's been a beautiful journey. It has not been pretty guys. Uh, I would say, but I was talking to, I had another podcast this week with Jessica Shakir and she's a mighty woman of God. You gotta look her up guys. Um, but she was saying that there is beauty in those dark moments. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm in a place of spiritual maturity and understanding of where I can look back at those dark, dark moments when I was growing with God and growing in myself and believing in myself and love for myself and people where there was so much beauty because there's beauty and growth. There's beauty in learning and, and growing and growing in wisdom and, and, and knowledge. There is beauty in the process. I didn't always see it that way. I'll be honest. I didn't see it that way up until this week when Jessica Shakir, the Lord spoke through her for me. Let's just say that. Because I would look back at my past and say, God, like, yes, I'm thankful I went through that. But man, oh man, I wish I didn't have to. Mm-hmm. Like that was really hard. So, you know, here I am now. But I guess what was really challenging during those times was in school, it was a challenge, you know, kind of finding my acceptance in my graduate program and undergrad program. And God has really put on my heart, like just focus on you building, being, being built up. You, you get candle business. You go to school, but you got to do, I have a purpose for you. So I did. It wasn't easy, but I did. And then I got my first job right outside my master's program in 2015. And I was put in a district uh, that was had so much, has promise, right? But there's toxicity in every environment. And it was a very toxic environment. I loved my students though. I gave them my heart, soul, and mind. And that was where I made the reverse mistake. You were never meant to give our heart, soul, and mind to anybody but God. Mm. But I thought I was doing right because I was serving unto the Lord. So I was trying to serve in excellence. Here I am, God. I'm a school counselor. I want to love these kids that are in the inner city who have broken homes and families. I want to give them hope and encouragement. And it was hard. I was, guys, I got to work around 8.15. I wouldn't leave most nights until seven. I'd be the last one in the building with the custodians. Like God kept me safe during those moments because in the inner city and I, I mean, walking in a parking lot at seven o'clock at night, dark, I thank the Lord for protection. Yeah. But I gave a scope of that to share with you. I was really burning out and I burned out quickly and I became depressed for the first time in my life. I never knew what depression looked like. I was a school counselor. Obviously I was trained in this. Didn't understand what it looked like for me, though. I'd never experienced depression or anxiety. I would have anxiety attacks at night. I had to get on my knees and, and pray to the Lord and put on worship music at 2 o'clock in the morning, having to wake up the next day at 6 o'clock in the morning to get ready for my job that was so demanding. It was miserable. And uh, I just thank the Lord 
for bringing me out of that. So I spent two years in that district and now God blessed me with a opportunity to work in a different district that I applied to and I got in. And so I resigned from the other district and here I am now in a different district this year. And I tell you what, it, this is my harvest season. I actually just bought a house guys and the street is called harvest. I won't give you all the details, but a part of it's harvest. And I, I didn't really understand like the meaning of it. I didn't have a meaning for my street name until a spiritual mentor uh, share with me, you know, you know, your, your, your street names harvest, like God is doing great things through you this season. It's break. It's breakthrough. This season is a season of breakthrough. God is really opening so many doors that have been closed and I'm so thankful. Um, and so I guess even going a little bit deeper. So who am I with all those, all the things that I shared with you guys? Well, I grew up in a family of educators. My parents are educators uh, and leading education in our city of Rochester in multiple ways. And I looked at my parents and knew that God put on my heart to be a, a counselor. It's, it's part of my gifting. I just love it. It comes natural to me to help people and encourage. And so I went to school to be a school counselor. But I tell you what, God gave me a kicker. My first year in my grad program, God started putting on my heart the desire to do ministry full time. Wow. Now, I am a person who believes that ministry is daily for everyone, whether you're a custodian, cleaning floors, or in the pulpit on the stage preaching, you have the same call to spread and share God's gospel and to spread and share his love. That's the same call. But God has us do that uniquely to our own giftings uh, and our own skills. And so God started upon my heart my first year in my program, like this vision for a not-for-profit. And he also had me write some books, guys. They're just sitting and waiting for him to like, let me, you know, release that. Um, but he gave me vision to, for a not-for-profit that be, you know, basically evangelizing across the nations, traveling through missionary work or just preaching and going to different events and hosting retreats. And that's, that's happening. It's going to happen. But God, at that time, I thought he meant, okay, Brian, go now. I didn't understand. That. I'm in mean, a school pro- program in my master's. You want me to get up and leave God? And I would have if he asked me, but God told me that's what, that what I wanted. He said, Briah. I need you. Now I'm not saying specific. He did not say these, these, these things specifically guys, but God put on my heart that no, it wasn't time. It wasn't time. He said, it will happen, but not right now. And I thank God that it didn't happen then because I was not ready. I just am really walking out my, my, out my worth and purpose. Like I'm really walking it out confidently and boldly, like with the boldness of the Holy spirit. I know who I am. No one can shake me. I wasn't like that five years ago. So I would have been a hot mess leading a not-for-profit and preaching around the nation. I wouldn't have lasted. <laughs> Bye-bye. I would have been. <laughs> so I thank the Lord for his grace and his mercy on me because he was able to kind of slow my tracks down. And we need to be able to do everything according to God's will. Nothing farther, nothing less. Because if we walk outside of God's will, the, the vision that he had for us, it won't come to pass the way that he saw it. And don't you want God's perfect will to come to pass? I know that I do. And I don't say that like I'm perfect. I'm not. I was ready to run five years ago, but God had to really rein me back. And I'm thankful for that. So here I am, a school counselor, and now going on to be an administrator. I'm just finishing my program this summer. I'm going to be done with my educational leadership program, my second master's. And I'm blessed and honored for that. And leading some great work in my district around cultural responsive learning and restorative practices that talk about race and understanding black and brown students and in the world of education amongst 90% of uh, educators who are white females. That's a national level statistic. That's amazing, actually. Isn't that nuts? <laughs> what, what, do you have any, why? Why is that the case? 
I'll be honest, we look at our society, (laughs) education was never built for the black and brown person. It was built on the standards for the white man. And so that's just kind of an ugly truth and reality that we're trying to kind of get rid of. And many districts are doing great work of trying to bring in people of color, black and brown educators, because it's important that our classrooms and our buildings are reflective of all of our students. And so I leave that work in my district alongside some district leaders at their cabinet level. And that's a blessing and honor. And so people are like, okay, so all this, how are you doing ministry too? Well, I know that I'm not going to be in education forever. I know I'm nodding. It's crazy because God has confirmed through two uh, leaders who walk with the Lord that I will not be in education much longer. And so I don't know the years, but I know that my time was coming up and he's opened the doors to ministry at levels like crazy. In the past two months, God, God has birthed a podcast out of me, a conference with famous, if you will want to say famous, or well-known and renowned worship uh, singers and artists and uh, preachers and speakers of the Lord. He has birthed out of me two companies, my own ministry, Brian Powder's ministry, where I have life coaching. And I look to host my own publishing company one day when God allows me to, because that's the thing that God's like, nope, not yet. My non-for-profit one day when he says I can. And I'm also doing other business with a partner in regards to consulting and education. And that's an exciting opportunity. I can't talk much about it yet, but yeah. So got it all that in two months, like literally it's these past two months. So here we are in June. Yeah, guys, that was like towards the tail end of April when God gave me all that. So it's just, God's like, no, it's time daughter. It's time. You've been waiting. You've been waiting patiently. Not really, but I've been waiting impatiently like God, I want to do ministry. Uh, but I know that God's not done with me yet. He's not done with me in Rochester yet, though I have a, uh, a deep sensing I'm not meant to be here forever. Like when educate, I think when I'm, I'm done with education and he calls me to full-time ministry, I'll be moving. And that's when I can do my not-for-profit and have my publishing company and do my life coaching company a little bit more because I'm a counselor at heart. So yeah. I don't want that go. That's why I want to be a life coach while I'm doing my ministry. So I, I said a lot, guys, but I want to hand it over back to you, Michelle, of of yeah, we could do like I a seven-hour podcast. That's the bottom line. We could just live oh stream and we could talk about <laughs> seven hours. I, there's so many places that I could go, but I wanted to talk about um, one of the things that you were talking about. First of all, you're only 25, so you think. <laughs> I mean, I think about who the person that I was at your age versus the person I am now, and I think about the person that you are already and who you, God is creating you to be at this age and the fire that you have and the passion that you have and the impact that you're going to have by the time you're old like me. Um, you you are a world changer, my friend, you are a world changer and you're just starting. I'm so excited to know you now so that I can watch the God's glory through what you're doing. I wanted to talk about, you know, you were, you were mentioning how, you know, when they're, we're in the midst of these dark times, these struggles, these obstacles, you don't see it. It, You, you, you know, you said it's hard to see literally it's, I think it's impossible to see when we're in the midst of it. And, um, the only way that we grow is by actually getting through them and then being able to look back. I think that's how we grow because we get to say, Oh gosh, God, look what God did in the middle of yes. it. You're like, God, what are you doing? This is terrible. But then you turn around after you're a couple steps ahead and you're like, okay, that's exact. I needed that for whatever yes. reason. Um, th- this needed to ha- for what happen for whatever reason. Um, I live in Southern California and the town that I live in is a 
is a wine town. Like we have wineries everywhere. And, and it's a, it's been, you know, God talks about the vine and the vineyards a lot. And yes, Jesus spoke about it. Well, I get to see, I get to actually see what, what he was talking about in real life, because I see these vines all year long. And, you know, in the summer they are lush and beautiful and, Mm. and weighted down with so much fruit. I mean, there's more fruit than they can even cut off of them. It's like, it's a remarkable thing. And these are, these are vines that are old that, you know, they have to plant them and they, they don't produce fruit for like at least five years, at least. So if you wanted to start a, a vineyard, a winery, you'd have to plant these vines for, and, and go through the process for years before you could ever even pick grapes for wine. That's number one. That's a huge, yes. you know, like, isn't that an amazing picture? But I think about hard times and I think about what the vines go through. So mm. they go through this harvest season where they they were just weighted down with fruit. I mean, it's all you see is grapes hanging from these vines, you know, and it, it just looks like this one big, long vine. Well, then the season passes, the the grapes are either all picked off or the ones that were left dry up, right? And then yeah. the leaves turn brown and the leaves fall off. And then they just look like these dead, these awful dead brown sticks. Do you know that the, the vineyard owners have to go every year and they cut the vines back 90%. So oh whatever grew that year, 90% of it gets cut back all the way to the source, the source. And, and if they, and it's just a beautiful picture because then guess what, when it comes the next year, it flourishes even more, even more fruit is produced from that. And I know that God uses that picture of pruning in our own lives. And so do you, I mean, when you think of the word pruning and you think of what they actually do, Mm. they take a tool and they sever. Mm. it's not this nice, beautiful, it's a severing. So when we're in these hard times, God is trying to cut off or sever or remove things in us, in our life around us so that you can wake up on harvest street one morning, right? Come on, Michelle, the anointing God is just Yo, speaking through you so powerfully and I receive it. I receive it. It's funny because you say pruning and you describe the imagery so beautifully of the vineyard and in the process of the pruning and and kind of restoring, if you will. Absolutely. And I think about the scriptures of God saying, you know, old new wine can't go into old wineskins. That's right. It'll burst. And so God told me this season, Briya. I have to take some crap out of you because the things, some things in you cannot go where I want to take you. I want to elevate you because if I elevate you, that's more glory to me because you're doing my will. That's right. right. And perfectly, but you're doing my will. You said, yes, God has wanted to say yes. Think of Apostle Paul. All he said was yes to God after he got revelation that he was sinning, killing God's people. His chosen. And so he said, yes. And he is now to me, the most anointed, powerful apostle in the Bible to me. That's me personally. So if he could bring apostle Paul from that because of one, yes. Yep. What can he do for anybody else? Anybody else? God is not a respecter of persons. No, he is not. He's not. He has no, he does. God gives, has favor, but he has no favorites, right? Mm. Favorite bears the scriptures say. 
So I, I take all the favor you got, God, but he doesn't have favorites. So kind of going back to the idea of God saying he wanted to elevate me in this season. But these past two months have been the most beautiful in my life, but also the most, one of the most challenging, but in a beautiful way, because God has taken the ugliest parts of me, guys. He's taken it out and he's still removing because I'm, I'm flesh, you know, I'm, I'm, I've had the Holy Spirit inside me, but I'm flesh too. So there's still some ugly parts that God's working on, but the deepest ones, like my issue with rejection and insecurity, he's taken out. People mm. bondage, he's taken out. Unforgiveness towards my first boyfriend and uh, ex of last year, that literally was, you know, a wolf in sheep's clothing. It was very heartbreaking because I planned a future way too fast and was ignoring red flags out of desperation because yes, God, I'm 25, but God has really allowed me to get my life settled and I want to share my life with someone. And so I lost hope last year in the Lord and his promises for that part of my life. And so I got very desperate and chose the wrong man. But I'm thankful that three months later, God literally shook the heck out of me and said, you can continue to stay in this crap if you want but you're not going to have the life that I desire for you to have. Mm. Or you can leave and trust me that I will send you the right man, the right timing, who is anointed and, and is called to uplift you and be partners with you because marriage at the end of the day, guys, and now being happy. Yes, there's joy in marriage, but it's about ministry. <laughs> it's about doing God's work. And so I said a lot, but God in this season is pruning me. I had a conversation with a good friend of mine and he was saying that God you know, it's, it's pruning him as well. And it's a pruning season. And we both share that right now, that this is a pruning season. So some beautiful things happen out of pruning. I, mm -hmm. I want to say, I have to say this, the most beautiful things happen out of pruning because now that I am free from my unforgiveness from my ex, I can walk in freedom. Now that I am free from people bondage, I don't serve man. I don't care what people think of me. Now, yes, we get in those moments where we're like, oh, I wish they would have thought that. But I really am not led by that anymore like I used to be. The Lord is my God and he is who I want to serve. He is who I want to honor. He is who I care about having an opinion of. But I wasn't always that way. So there are just so many things that, are, uh, that were ugly inside of me and that he's still working on. Like, I'll tell you thing, something that he's still working on, which is very ugly. My impatience. But here's why I want to kind of like say, God, well, you made me this way because God, literally guys, I'm not complaining, kind of am. He has made me wait for everything that I've ever had for like five or 10 years. So when it came to me praying for friendships, godly friendships, he took about 10 years for that. <laughs> Begged and prayed for that. I'm just getting it this year in ways that are nuts. I'll also have a good friend that he blessed me with at my church uh, two years ago, but just started having some great friendships that the Lord has brought. But I thank him for the now. But I tell you that process as a 25 year old woman. Well, now I wasn't 25 then, but, you know, 23, 24, whatever my 20s. You want friends to walk alongside you, especially when you're a believer and just kind of giving your life over to the Lord. Seriously, that was a very ugly season of isolation. But God wouldn't say it's ugly because in those moments he grew me. We grew closer. So he also had me wait for a husband. I'm not married. <laughs> uh, I just dated my first boyfriend last year, not by choice. I've liked some, I've liked guys. They just, some, the ones that I often like don't like me back or they want one thing, which is they ain't getting. <laughs> and I want more than just the physical. Like, yeah, in marriage, that's amazing. But I don't want that in my everyday life because I want you to have more value than just wanting me for my body. Uh, so it's been a journey of waiting for a lot, waiting for the perfect job. Like uh, he threw me in this very crazy district and that had a lot of toxicity. 
But in that, he grew me. I'm blessed, but it was crazy. Um, and here, here I am, you know, like what, three years later in the perfect district. But I just, I'm always waiting. I don't get why he does that to me. <laughs> I don't understand it. So if I'm still working on anything, it's right now God's still trying to prune me from my impatience because if in impatience, that is not the Lord. God is not working haste. And so he's just trying to make sure that I'm always keeping my hope and faith in him, regardless of what I get and when I get it. So when you say pruning, Michelle, and the, the vineyard and, and the growth process, it's so beautiful and it's so needed. And I can't, I can't deny that. And I don't want to skip out on that either. Cause right. I would not be where I am right now with the opportunities that God himself placed in my life. If I didn't say yes to him pruning me, not just yes to the blessing. Yes. But yes to the pruning ugly process. Yes. But it's beauty and ugly process. I, I say ugly. I, don't, I, I actually don't feel good about that. It's just painful. Crash that. It's just painful. Yeah. Painful can be dark, but there's beauty in the darkness. There sure is. Because God shines his light in the darkness. His light is shining the darkness. Yes, Prune, Lord. Pruning for a purpose. <laughs> pruning for a purpose. And he, Amen. Will, he will never waste that pain. And, yeah. you know, um, as I've been a super impatient person my whole entire life and, you know, ha- you know, we all go through things. And I learned a long time ago, though, instead of asking God, why is this happening? I would say, okay, not, not why, but what, what is it that you're teaching me? What is it that you want me to learn? Not, not why are you doing this to me? Everybody could say that at some point, right? Hello. Tragedies that happen, injustices in the world. Not, not why, what, what Mm. is it for me that you're teaching me or you want me to learn, help me to learn it fast so that we can move past this, you know, season. Um, I know that people are going to be immediately obsessed with you just like I was. So how, tell, tell everybody how they can connect with you, how they can work with you, give them all the details. Of course, all the information will be in the show notes of the podcast and it'll be in the details of the, of the YouTube video, but I want them to hear it from you. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you so much. Well, I'm so excited, guys, for you to connect with me. I love connections first and foremost outside of anything else. I love connecting with God's people and just people in general. So if you're not a believer, I don't care. I'd love to get to know you. So please reach out. So my website is called Briah Potter, B-R-Y-A Potter, P-O-T-T-E-R.com. Uh, my Instagram handle is Briah G Potter. So B-R-Y-A-G-P-O-T-T-E-R. My Facebook, uh, you can find me on Facebook. You can add me as a friend. Why not? Briya Potter. And then my Facebook page for my ministry is called Briya Potter Ministries. And I can't think of anything else. Oh, my podcast, Space of Grace podcast, which got birthed about two months ago, is amazing, guys. We have people like Isaiah Templeton, my Elevation Worship. Oh, so uh, cool. Jessica Shakir, Jessica Chow. Oh, my gosh. Jessica, Jackie, the educator from Black Christian Communities the Black Christian Influences community, which I'm a part of. It's a beautiful community, guys. So check that out as well. Um, so yes, Space of Grace podcast. You can find us on iTunes, Anchor, iHeartRadio, Google um, Podcast, and more. So just check us out, guys. We, I would love to have you guys connect with me. So what a blessing and honor it was to be on your show today, Michelle. These conversations were so good. Love you. <laughs> much, much, much more to come from Briya. She's going to be a big part of our community here at Girl Power Alliance. She's putting together... Um, of course that you're going to absolutely fall in love with. And I just know you're going to be a big part of what we do because I just like feel, felt, we felt, I felt an instantaneous connection with you. 
like even before we spoke, I it was like through the words of, of the messaging, which you know that that's like a divine appointment when you're just reading regular words and you're <laughs> like, these words are like giving me chills. And that's how okay. I felt when I met you. So you are, you are a remarkable woman. I'm so happy to uh, just see what happens. I, I just, I don't even know. I know it's going to be amazing, but oh I'm, so I don't know what it is. It'll be amazing, but I cannot wait. And just thank you. Thank you. Amen. Thank you so much, Michelle. What a blessing. I love you. And this is an amazing opportunity. So thank you for maybe being part of Girl Power Alliance. Woo-woo. <laughs> don't you just love her? Briah is one of the Girl Power Alliance content contributors. And man, she is doing so much in the world. If you're not already a part of the Girl Power Alliance community, what are you waiting for? Are you ready for everything to change for you? Your connections, your growth, your faith then you need to be a part of Girl Power Alliance. Head over to girlpoweralliance.com and join today. Also check out our social media. We have all kinds of things going on in the month of July. That's really exciting. And uh, we just, we've been praying for you. We're praying for you and we're waiting for you. Girl Power Alliance, where women grow.